Welcome to the Powered by Age, age-friendly city Zoomcast reality-style podcast. We are movers and shakers, shaking up the old notion of silent, helpless, invisible seniors. This is a new series of podcasts funded by the City of Vancouver and the 411 Senior Center Society. As PBA AFC ambassadors, we raise awareness, share our original stories and poems, inform, advocate, and involve seniors in discussing important social issues. In short, these podcasts will help us, you, in creating an age-friendly city for Vancouver today, tomorrow the world. You can hear us everywhere podcasts are heard. Hello and welcome to Powered by Age, Age-Friendly City Podcast. I'm Charlotte Farrell, your host for today, and we are talking about brain health. We're going to be doing some interesting activities facilitated by Robin today. And uh, although other people will be coming on during the line, we'll just have the people that are here right now say they're 15 seconds of fame introduction, starting with Judith. Hi everyone, I'm Judith. I'm a member of 411 Senior Center and two storytelling groups. Uh, oh, Leslie. Yes, I'm Leslie Hebert. I live in New Westminster and I'm an ESL teacher. I teach online. I'm also a writer. I write poems, flash fiction, and I'm currently working on a Japanese memoir, travel story. Uh, Neil? Yeah, hi, I'm Neil Ryan. Uh, I'm a writer of short stories and poetry, and uh, I do the 24-hour writing contest every 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 quarter I guess it is that comes out every four months and uh, and have actually been recognized on one of them as a as a winner so I write my short stories and my poetry all every day something I write yeah, um, I'll make a comment about that after Robin and Luke and Robin, introduce yourself. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm Robin. I am a community radio maker, as well as many other things. Um, a mentor on the, the podcast project, Powered by Age, and happy to be here today. And Luke? Yeah, Luke. Um, I'm not a writer, but I do enjoy listening to you guys' stories, so good to be here today. And I am a poet, storyteller, sometimes filmmaker, and I'm excited that on America's Got Talent, the person that won the million dollars was a poet. So <laughs> we really... Yeah, uh, how cool is that? Yes, how cool is that? And the, the genre, all of those different music award shows, it never had a poet before. So he not only showed up, he showed up with the prize. Uh, we're going to, one of the things that I'm working on now is a book of affirmations and positive thoughts. We have so many writers within our podcast group and in another poetry group that I work with that my goal by the end of the year is to have affirmations. So we're inviting people to 
either send their affirmations or write four lines positive thoughts and uh, email them because we're going to have this book that will help as people enter yet another year under COVID, they say, uh, positive thoughts and affirmations for each day. Now today, Robin is facilitating us in some activities and explaining to us a nice graphic that's on the screen called Healthy Brains. So take it away, Robin. Mm -hmm. um, today's topic is about memory and uh, how to maintain a healthy brain as as we age and um, what I discovered is that there are six pillars to having a healthy brain and they when I when I was when I was thinking about it and and discovered that the information it really made a lot of sense to me um, and part of the reason it made sense to me was that it um, it resonated you know, in terms of it really making sense, but also that there is such a, such an overlap in terms of how some of these things reiterate themselves in other in other categories and reinforce each other um, to increase overall health. And so, from the diagram. Uh, on the, the screen there, you'll see that there's a bunch of icons and the diagram itself kind of um, shows that, that the overlap exists. So what I want to do today is just um, tell you what those six pillars are. And in some cases, we'll do some exercises. And in some cases, I'll, I'll just ask you questions about how those things um, pertain or how you experience those things in, in your life. Um, so starting with this, the, the first pillar and not necessarily the, the most important pillar, because I think they're all, they're all equitable, they're all equal, um, is be social. And you know, I was thinking about this in COVID times because that has created some challenge for all of us to uh, be social. Um, how, how have you managed to keep that up um, in, this, in this time of COVID? Yeah. Sorry, I'm trying to oh. <laughs> figure out my screen here. I was thinking of uh, Leslie talking about her storytelling groups, not one, but two storytelling groups. Uh, I have been talking more to people on the phones. I've really missed the social contact to go into to gatherings. That's the thing my heart is longing for the most is being able to sit down with someone for not a virtual cup of tea, <laughs> virtual coffee, people inviting me to virtual coffee, but to actually sit down. Uh, the day we had a small planning uh, group meeting with uh, 
Leslie, Luke, and, and uh, Joel, I was so excited because it was the first time since February that I'd been out of my house and met with any people. So even the six feet apart, it really, it, it, it means something to sit across from someone. But short of that, it's really, um, I've experienced having two virtual birthday celebrations for people in my family. And that was great because, you know, we were in different cities and people were able to do kind of some silly things. So, but it's very important to me. And it's the thing that I feel lonely as far as the social contact. Mm -hmm. What about you, Leslie? Yeah, I've been uh, doing a lot of Zoom and a lot of chatting on the phone. Um, but the, you know, the energy of actually being with another human being in the same physical space is so different. And um, I was still going to my writers group. We were meeting in the park every Monday evening. Um, now that the evenings are getting darker and the weather's getting worse, we've sadly decided to switch to Zoom. It's not going to be the same. Um, as for physical, you know, physical closeness, um, I talk to my neighbor occasionally uh, across the fence from over six feet away. <laughs> and uh, we did actually visit a friend's apartment and again, sat well spaced in the front room. And that was it. That's, you know, twice. Now we're getting excited about going for medical appointments and going <laughs> to the dentist. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Uh, what about you, Neil? Well, I keep saying that my life hasn't changed very much. Uh, I would. What's different is is that I don't have any open mics anywhere. I used to go just to a couple of them on occasion. Uh, and the one on on Sunday afternoon, I try to get to that one every every Sunday. But but um, I guess the major difference for me is, is that I no longer have a men's group that I would attend, and it's only once a month. So um, I'm 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 blessed. I have a, a partner that I share my space with, and. Uh, and uh, we're blessed to uh, to have an occasional thing to do in common. So um, Michelle's now working from home, uh, which uh, she had an office downtown Vancouver, and um, uh, we moved all of her. She's an engineer, so she's got two huge computers with two huge screens and we brought that all here so um we get to have meals together in the morning and and in the evening but in the daytime it's, we're, i'm either writing uh, on my computer i have a, a little alcove in my in my uh, in my den i have a little alcove and i, I have a uh set up in, in in the closet as you can see and uh so i do miss like uh, leslie and i would chat at the at the uh, poetry reading on sunday and 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 i miss that uh we 
we had uh, plotted at one point in time to do a, 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 a presentation, a joint presentation of poetry and story, which, I, which we have done on uh, one of uh, Charlotte's programs. So, uh, but uh, I, I, I'm pretty much on my own and, and uh, I get out in the world. So that does, I, I, I know that <clears throat> you're supposed to be concerned as, an, as a senior that, uh, but I, I, have, I have no fear of going out in the world and, and uh, like this morning, we had uh, water delivery and, and I go and talk to the guy. Now we still, we, we, we still stay five, six feet apart, whatever. And I'm in the middle of reading a book I want to share with you and it's called uh, Mind to Matter and it's uh, uh, a, a teacher uh, that, I, that I know and um, he says when we're six feet apart is when our energies with whoever we're with our energies begin to connect yeah and, and so i miss that six feet yeah. apart connection well it's one of the things that i think um and thank you for kind of bringing that up incidentally uh neil but i think you know part of the being social um activates the feel-good hormones mm -hmm. in us you yeah. know um and those feel-good hormones are uh dopamine which is a really important uh part of the brain's reward system um they're they're um you know they hate that they, they they help us with those sensations of of pleasure and and encourage us to learn and and remember and they help with our motor systems and functions um and then serotonin which also helps our learning ability and our memory but also can help regulate our sleep and our appetite um, and how we're digesting our our food and what our metabolism is doing um, oxytocin which is really important in that bonding um you know and that that feeling human connection and building relationships and endorphins which of course are the 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 ultimate pain reliever um that get produced naturally when we're 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 flooded with with endorphins and can um also be stimulated not just through exercise but also just um that physical touch and and um and cuddling so um so feeling good or being social uh super important uh the next one on the list is engaging our brains in learning something new or uh challenging ourselves and you know one of the one of the the mandates of this podcast is to help us learn and tackle new things whether it's getting over fear of technology or um showing up to tell stories or um 
you know, to raise our voices and our concerns about things. Um, it's all about engaging the, the, the brain. And, uh, and, and so I'm curious to know how or what the most recent thing you learned is. Anybody learn anything that they're like, aha, I just learned that and I feel really proud. Yeah, I just took a writing workshop last weekend and uh, I learned about plot lines, which is going to be very useful for my ongoing Japanese writing project. Nice. Yeah. I've, um, I've tackled, um, there's a, um, a, a I've forgotten what the hell that, that that's one of the things I notice about age is that uh, is that uh, my short term memory for for things uh, is not as good as I want it to be. But anyway, I engage books on Kindle and um, I have done a book called uh, and I'm doing the exercises that are in it. Uh, it's um, it's a, called E squared. And uh, it, it's I, I, it, each each time each exercise takes a, a few days, and so I. And in the meantime, I'm reading an uh, Dawson Dawson Church. I know Dawson Church from being uh, certified as a as a EFT practitioner, which is the, known as the tapping. So I'm in the middle of reading his book, which is learning about mind and matter and the connection between the two of them. And I, I, I've also started doing uh, tarot cards. And um, I mean, I've been doing them for some time. I've been doing tarot cards, but now I'm getting, I, I do, I draw a tarot card every day and then I write about it so that I'm learning more and more about the cards themselves. And uh, I do that every day. So I have for the last, say, probably the middle of er, early August, uh, I started doing a card every morning. I draw a card and uh, and then and then learn about the card so yeah i, I keep my mind active that's for sure Judith, uh, you're amazing neil you're always doing something new yeah yeah well that, that's the hey this adventure <laughs> called life it's it's it, it it improves with age if you keep improving if you keep working at it <laughs> Judith, anything to share that you've learned in the last uh, oh, week or so? The last week has been full. I learned last Tuesday, not this Tuesday, but last Tuesday, how to put a story from Anchor onto the um, podcast. And that was fun. That was really exciting. I learned something new there. And this week I've been focusing on stories from the Canadian Arctic relating to the stars. So I have two aspects so far. 
with sort of the legends and stories related to the cosmos, according to the Canadian Indigenous North, and also the actual names of the constellations and relating them to the Inuk names. So I'm also learning how to pronounce Inuk names, which is very challenging. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure. way to go about that. That's, uh, that's very reconciliatory also. Um, oh yes, and I just finished the course on uh, Indigenous Canada. Okay. And found, uh, managed to find a database that had the treaty from the territory where my mother was born. And I learned that I'm from the treaty bowl with one spoon. So it was really interesting actually reading the actual treaty. Mm -hmm. That's great. Thank you. Um, so, so many interesting things you're doing. Holy smokes, you guys. I learned how to edit music into the Audacity. When I'm, I'm doing an edit of the podcast or the poetry things, or for my show, I have to broadcast my, my show from home. And uh, I, I've learned, I, I stopped resisting. My brain was saying it didn't like the picture of the waveform. But as I put my brain into the waveform and imagining traveling along the lines, I've been able to insert spaces for things. Interesting. Cool, yeah. Um, it. It, it brings me to uh, uh, another kind of element of, of being engaged or staying engaged. And that is creating or finding places where we can solve riddles in our lives. Because uh, riddles are really beneficial to brain health. And riddles are um, in crossword puzzles. Um, they are in any kind of solution-oriented um, activities and um, situations that require functions of intelligence that are, are really important. Um, they can improve our vocabulary and our general knowledge as well as our communication skills. And so I have a riddle for you uh, today. See if you can guess the riddle. You have me today, tomorrow you'll have more. As your time passes, it's not easy to store. I don't take up space, but I'm only in one place I am what you saw, but not what you see. What am I? Memory. Yes. Really? <laughs> wow. I was thinking of rain. <laughs> I was thinking of past. Past is close. Yeah. Yeah. Memory. Uh, yeah, I was thinking time. 
That was fast. <laughs> <laughs> that was fast. Uh, next on our list of pillars for brain health is managing stress and ways to manage stress. And of course, there are many, um, many different, uh, many different tools um, to relax the body, relax the, the, the brain, to, um, you know, practices of gratitude. Um, are there are there practices for managing stress that you have found most helpful or what what do you do in your lives to manage stress that you can share i know neil you you do the 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 eft which is uh a great stress reliever uh, and uh, anxiety reducer. I, I, I actually do that very, very seldom for issues of stress. Um, I think if I uh, if I claimed one activity, which is uh, I try and do a morning meditation of a minimum of forty minutes. I don't always get to do that, particularly uh, the last little while it's been, uh, I, I rarely miss a morning of some form of some half hour, 20 minutes, but, but I like this morning I did 45 minutes of meditation. But I want to share with you one thing is that, that last night um, <laughs> I was doing the dishes. It was my turn. And um, I realized that I was feeling angry. And I'm saying, why am I feeling angry? Well, I, I had just spent a half hour watching CNN on my, on my cell phone uh, and watching the news from the US. And I realized that I am angry at what's going on down in the US with the politics. I mean, I've lived through through what seven eight presidents in the united states i have never seen this kind of insanity anyway so what i did was i went and took cnn out of my cell phone i took bbc out of my cell phone and i took cbc out of my cell phone i f f figure in if I need to know something that's pertinent to me, it will come to me, it will find me, it will let me know. And so I'm, and I was becoming a real addict at the, you know, I <laughs> don't tell anybody, but, but I take my cell phone to the bathroom with me. <laughs> so. Uh, I saw yesterday that, uh there's there's only two groups of people who are 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 called users social media and drug users and uh it 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 just sort of goes to show how that that shot of dopamine um yeah. that both of those 
those things give to us, right? And a uh, way to go for managing your stress by cutting out the, the, the chaff <laughs> and uh, getting rid of all the things that, yeah, can, can totally stress us out. Um, anybody else do something for, for stress? I've been doing some breathing. There's some breathing routines, but it's uh, trying to see how much further than a count of six I can go to. If I can get to 20, you know, taking my breath in and then letting it out. Well, sometimes I'm, it's seven, I'm gasping. <laughs> but I found that the more that I just uh, quiet my mind and think about the, the counting, that that is really very calming and then i also changed the, the music I, I like to have some type of music and i used to have the news and stuff going but i found it's it's extremely distracting makes me angry so i found different places i found you can tell youtube caribbean jazz music and one day i said caribbean travel jazz music and it actually found it so that made me feel really happy <laughs> I can I can play with this theme, and so now my, my list along the bottom has got so many more choices. So uh, that's helped me a lot. Yeah. Well, I've um I've had uh, a lot of rewarding experience with going for walking, um, little walking uh, episodes of um, at least fifteen twenty minutes. And also meditating. But the other night I was ruminating and really emotionally charged about stuff that was going on. And I came across this quote by Leham Stemmet. And uh, what he does when the going gets tough is he asks, is what I'm thinking, doing, feeling right now helping me or anyone in any way? And if the answer is no, then ask, it serves no purpose. What's the point of thinking, feeling, or doing it? And the whole um, intent is to see the bigger picture and start in small ways to um, make changes. In, in It changed my energy level so that I can shift from being stressed and ruminating and dwelling on whatever, whatever, uh, to a more positive frame. So important, right? So and who important. was that by? Lehan Stemmet. I think I sent you the uh, YouTube um, TED Talk on that one, Charlotte. Okay. Do you want to contribute less? Oh. Yeah, um, I'm actually not as stressed as I have been in past times in my life. Um, I went through a very stressful time with my son who has uh, mental issues. Um, and these are now resolved. Um, I have a very quiet, very pleasant life with my husband and myself at home. Um, in the past, the way I coped, yoga was a lifesaver for me many times in my life. Um, breathing, um, now that I can't get to yoga classes, um, I do walks as much as I can, or I just wander around the garden sometimes. 
um, just go out, pull a few weeds, pick some vegetables. Um, but life is very calm right now. Uh, in large part, I think it's thanks to the COVID that I've sort of engaged this piece that I have. Um, writing poems, again, is another way of relieving stress for me. If I get, you know, the emotions start to boil up, I'll put, the, put it down on paper, you know. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It, it's interesting how COVID has, um, you know, both kind of mitigated stress for people mm. who are are introverted and like that space and time but you know increased stress for people who really need to be out and engaged with mm. the with the world and you know there's a, a meme in social media that says you know introverts don't forget to check on your extroverted friends because they're really stressed out right now yeah <laughs> you know um so i uh <clears throat> i i think that you know, COVID has has done a, a great service in some ways to be able to manage some of that stress and feeling mm. like we have to do it all and we have to be everything everywhere all the time. Mm. Um, mm. But uh, but there are some of us who do want to be out there doing all of the things all of the time, all the time. and it's it's challenging. Mm. Yeah, I want to go dancing. Uh, <laughs> well. <laughs> Ongoing exercise is uh, the next pillar of, of brain health. And so um, having an ongoing exercise practice um, or participating in some kind of regular physical activity is um, something that especially I think as we're aging um, becomes more and more important. Some of the things that it, it helps with are um, maintaining muscle mass, increasing bone density, um, improving balance, posture, and flexibility, uh, having better control of chronic disease symptoms and pain that might result in that, uh, decreases pain and depression, and can prevent falls. And that is probably as, as we age, one of the most critical parts of the, the ongoing exercise practice because falls are one of the leading causes of visits to the emergency room. Um, about 30% of people over the age of 65 will fall each year, which when I, when I heard that statistic, that's really high. You yeah. know? And often a fall can result in fractures. Broken um, and declining health in general. Um, and so balance really helps to keep yourself um, on your feet and to recover easily or more easily from those accidental uh, upsets. So I have a couple of exercises um, that are really good for balance. And I don't know if, uh, if, if people wanna get up out of their chairs and, and, and do it. Um, they're, they're not complicated. Um, the, the first one is called a single foot stand. Oh no, I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll just, uh, I'll just explain how, how it's done. Um, it's, kind of, it's kind of like being a flamingo. Um, and so you can stand 
behind a steady, unmovable chair and hold on to the, 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 the back of the chair or the, this, this, the, this corner of a table or, or something. My window ledge. Your window ledge. Um, and then feel the weight on both of your feet equally. And when you've got uh, a sense of, of balance, pick up your left foot. Just pick it up off the ground. And just hold it there and balance on your right foot for as long as is comfortable. About two seconds. <laughs> well, while holding on to the chair, I can do it for a while. <laughs> yeah, well, that's great. And then, uh, and then you can put your left foot down, find your ground and find your balance again, and then pick up your right foot. A little bit better on the left foot. And balance. It's, I think the struggle to balance really tones your muscles up as well. It does. You know, these little, little contractions that my muscles are making. Look at you with both your hands up. I've got, I've got one. Like I said, that leg was easier. You know, in yoga class, you know, you do the tree, and I last for about two seconds usually. <laughs> you have to do this. I, yeah. Oh, I don't feel so bad now. <laughs> the, the other one that I have uh, for balance is uh, they're called tippy toe lifts. And again, you can stand either beside or, or behind a chair or put your hands on, on a counter or your window ledge. And what you're doing is you're, you're just pushing yourself up onto your tippy toes as high as you can and just standing up on your, your tip, tip, tippy toes and then returning back to flat feet and doing it again. And of course, if you can let your hands go from whatever it is that you're holding on to. Oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> and and tippy-toe up and back down and tippy-toe up and back down. Okay. It strengthens your... <laughs> oh, Luke can go up and down with hands up. <laughs> All right. Well, that, that's that's awesome. Thanks for being good sports. There. Yeah, something I do for balance, which was a tip I got from a yoga instructor back when, is just to walk around the house with bare feet. Yes. Yeah. There's uh, there's nothing quite like um, just feeling your feet on the earth, mm. and especially to walk on uneven ground. You know, if you're at the beach or at the yeah. park, um, it's one of the things that's really helpful for, uh, for your strength and your balance. Um, and it feels great sort of reflexology wise on your, on your feet. Um, also, which can give you a little bit of a meditation. That's extremely stressful for me because I'm worried about stepping on things. I stepped on one of those crabs, those things with the spikes in the sand by the beach. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> I stepped on one of those once. So I I have on uh what do you call those beach beach shoes, mm, sand right. water shoes. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. I, I have a little perspective on it and then on exercise and keeping moving and that's this 
a rolling stone gathers no moss. So um, in one of the Northern Arctic legends, and I don't know that I have the right to quote any of it, but the, um, there is a legend or a story about um, that. And the moral of the story, I think I can share, but that is um, the older people, people age because they stay in one place. Moving makes you young. There, sorry. Sorry it took me so long, but that's what it is. I got yeah. the picture. That's great. Yeah, I, I, I like that. Um, my, my exercise for this is that I get dressed in the morning standing up. Have <laughs> <laughs> uh, you ever tried to put, put a, a underpants and pants and put them on and not do it sitting down? Oh, yeah, that's a challenge because you have to balance on one leg. And socks. And socks. Ooh. Well, yeah, sometimes socks. But the, the, it's. I figure I get dressed in the morning like the queen does, right? Just one yeah. leg at a time. <laughs> but, That's all we have. <laughs> I'm, I'm just thinking of myself standing up. The things that I have to call my grandson to help me up from, he <laughs> just, that would horrify him. So I will, I'll, I'll refrain from standing to, to dress, but I, I do walk up and down the stairs two or three times mm. a day. I'll go down the back stairs, I'll come up the front stairs. I don't, we're on the 19th floor. I don't do the stairs. <laughs> That would be a lot. Of, that's extreme uh, stair walking. Uh, of walking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's for sure. Um, the next pillar of health is uh, restorative sleep. Um, and what I thought was interesting about um, this category was it's not just about sleep. It's particularly about getting restorative sleep. And um, and I found uh, a few tips about what that what that actually means. Um, and the first one is that as we age, we need to understand how sleep changes. Um, and one of the things is that we'll want to go to sleep earlier in the evening and wake up earlier in the morning. And of course, this isn't altogether uh, uh, a sweeping generalization but um but i think that there is some truth to to that um we also might have to spend longer in bed at night to get the hours of sleep we need or make up the shortfall by napping in the afternoon because the reduced levels of growth hormone will um will decrease the slow wave or deep sleep cycles that we have as we age. And so uh, we can feel like we've got insomnia uh, sometimes, but it's, it's often uh, attributed to not 
quite understanding how our sleep changes and the things that we can do um, in regards to that. Um, tip number two is to identify underlying problems. So if we're under a lot of stress, our sleep is going to be affected. If we're depressed or feel kind of flat or hopeless, that will obviously uh, affect our sleep. If we have chronic worry or anxiety, um, if we've gone through traumatic experience, um, I know that my sleep is not the same um, the last few weeks um, since my grandma died, for instance, because you know I got all kinds of psychic things working themselves out. Um, medication can affect our sleep um, and other health concerns. And so being able to identify what those are and kind of going to the root of what sleep issues we might have can, can also be, be helpful in, retort, uh, in terms of getting restorative sleep. And then improving sleep habits. Um, and the ways that we can do this are to make sure that our melatonin levels are, um, are regulated in a way that is, is good. Um, using low bulb, bulb wattage, using low wattage bulbs um, and turning off the TV and the computer one hour before bed. Um, I know that I'm sometimes looking at my phone in the dark and I feel all of those wakey wakey rays <laughs> keeping me, keeping me uh, too alert. Um, and again, you know, not reading from a backlit device at night, such as an iPad. Um, make sure your room is quiet, dark, and cool. Um, using your bedroom only for sleep and sex. Uh, don't work there. Don't watch TV there. Don't use your computer in bed. Um, and move your bedroom clocks out of view. Um, so that you're not always conscious of the time or not always conscious of how long you've been lying there and, oh no, why am I not sleeping yet? I've been laying here for an hour, why am I not sleeping? <laughs> and uh, keeping a regular um, uh, routine, yeah, keeping regular routine, going to bed at the same time, waking up at the, at the same time. Um, and Robin, I have a question. Yeah, yeah. The effect of, uh, I have recently began having dreams, full participation dreams, like, and, and <laughs> they're not always, but occasionally sexual, but not always, but they're I, like, I really wake up five o'clock in the morning, six o'clock in the morning, can't, can't, I wouldn't even consider trying to go back to sleep, but I remember the dream I had. I had a dream last night that was, I was a spy and I was looking for some information. And it was, it was uh, full blown with other participants and, 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 and scenery and, 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 yeah, you should keep a notebook by your bed and write them all down. You know? Yeah, I can write a short story. Hey, you you give me the topic, I'll give you a uh, yeah. I'll give you a short story in four hours. Yeah, but do you remember the dream later in the day? You know, 
Well, the right now I happen to remember the one I had last night, but mm. but but uh, there two. I already do my morning writing with when I do my mm. I draw my tarot card and I and I write about what the tarot card means and yada yada yada. I, I don't want to already add another another layer, although your suggestion is valid. But I because think I'm sure there are stories there. You know, for sure. And I think uh, because I find this for myself also, Neil, the more that I tend to sort of tap into my 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 subconscious or my my unconscious mind, whether that's through intuition exercises or whatever, my dreams also become a lot more vivid and a lot more lucid. And it's a combination of the two working together and and it, it sometimes is a pain in the butt because you're awake at five o'clock in the morning with this very vivid story going on. Um, <laughs> but it, it, it also, uh, I think, works part and parcel with how our waking minds are able to process some of this, this symbolism and some of this unconscious um, work that we're bringing into the consciousness through tarot and through other esoteric and occult practice. Um, because I find that for myself. I found I, I have to. Sorry, Charlotte. I have to watch what I watch on TV, particularly the you know news and debates and those things that make me angry. I'll be angry or my legs will hurt because I'm like kicking my legs when I sleep or something. But I've had that other thing of being captured by a dream. I watched a travel show and they talked about the Bay of Fundy and they talked about all the plants and the ecosystems there. And in the night I had a dream where every time I got up to go to the bathroom, it took me back into the dream. And the dream was so vivid, I got up and I wrote a treatment for a movie in the Bay of Fundy. I sent it to the copyright office, paid by 50 bucks because it gave me so many things for the dream. I dreamed, I made the, the thing that I was dreaming about became a woman who was trapped on a boat and going through this Bay of Fundy area. So that, that was uh, that was one use of, of dreams and sleep. But other times, I've tried to make an accountability partner for this thing of go to sleep and wake up at the same time. That is stressful to me because <laughs> two or three in the morning, I, I was born at, in, in that time frame. But I like to write. I'll be really excited about writing something. And if I'm really excited yeah. about writing it, I don't want to put it down. I want to just yeah. get it all out. So that throws me off of, oh, you were supposed to go to bed at 11.30 and wake up at 6. <laughs> Waking up at 6 and 6.30 is not my friend. I mean, I do it, but it's not. It's, I'm not as productive as when I have that, just the nights where something wants to be birthed to come into being around two or three o'clock in the morning when I do it and just sleep later. Yeah. And I think recognizing our our natural rhythm um, and trusting that natural rhythm can also be really helpful with our, our sleep patterns in, in general. The more we fight them, um, I think that the, the more challenged our sleep can become, whether we're, we're early birds or, or night owls, you know? Um, right. If I try to keep myself up till three o'clock in the morning, um, I, I would be 
I would become a, a nutty person, you know, um, because my my natural rhythm was is to be more more morning oriented. It's where my energy is. So, yeah. Uh, a couple of things that they also suggest about uh, about sleep have to do with food, which is also the last pillar of um, brain health. And so, uh, you know, it's it's suggested to limit caffeine during the day, uh, limit or avoid alcohol before bedtime, uh, to satisfy your hunger prior to bed, uh, cut down on sugary foods in general because they just turn into um, car uh, carbs and, you know, give you all kinds of uh, bad, bad energy. Um, avoid big and spicy meals um, and to minimize your liquid intake. So that's the, the recommendations for, for sort of thinking about diet and sleep. But then um, for, for, uh, Pillars of health, um, you know, as we age, uh, what we should be thinking of in terms of, of the, the diet and our nutritional needs are, what do I need to keep my bones and muscles strong and healthy? Um, you know, obviously calcium um, and vitamin D and vitamin C because those things are working together as, uh, as, as, as a, 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 a trifecta, triplicate. Um, how do I build and keep a healthy immune system? How do I prevent chronic disease and illness? And how do I ma maintain my health and manage health conditions like high blood pressure, cholesterol, and diabetes, which increase um, as, we, as we age um, to a certain extent? And so you know, all of the things uh, apply, you know, lots of fruits and vegetables, um, whole grains and proteins. Um, complex carbohydrates and lots of unsweetened beverages. Um, and B12. Uh, Robin, just while you're on the the symbol that I'm looking at from from you, the six pillars of brain health. Uh, what are each of the symbols? I understand the the, the weight thing has got to be about exercise. Yeah. Uh, uh, Apple, uh, besides the computer, uh, it's it probably about food. Yeah. Uh, uh, the heart, of course, is love. We all need to. to I, I remember years and years and years ago. There's four things we need to get up in the morning and know what we're going to do. The second thing is want to do it, have oh. somebody to love, and be loved by somebody. So I remember that from when my wife and I were doing marriage counseling a hundred years ago. The heart, I think, is wellness um, and and like that that idea of uh, like eliminating stress and um, and how that contributes to your overall well wellness and well being. Okay. Um, the 
the the the conversation bubbles yes. uh, over on the left um, or in the the yellow the yellow circle uh, that would be for the be social right like where are we making those those connections and how are we how are we interacting where are we where are we finding our our our, our social network and our community and then the 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 pawn like the the, the horse the chess pawn yeah. or the knight is um you know how are we keeping engaged what are we doing to engage our 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 mind and and puzzle puzzle out our our, our intellect um so that we're continually stimulated so there there you go the the six pillars of brain health and the moon the moon sleep restorative sleep okay Neptune was thinking the heart of love because your brain hurts when it doesn't feel loved. Yes, it does. Carolyn, one Buddhist school I was participating in, the uh, Lama said the uh, Western science thinks that um, we, the emotions are in our mental constructions and the buddhist philosophy is that uh it's the heart that rules yeah and i mean with dr bonnie henry talking about kindness those are heart-centered sentiments are really part of what i think we're going to need to be well because if you just listen to the news or the things, the tempo of the day is a lot of conflict strife loss etc so just even being remembering to be kind or to be loving and talking or dealing with yourself uh, is, hey, is uh, one last thing i want to share about the covid 19 stuff is that i grew up in a lumber camp in northwestern Ontario and so my first day in school I was 10, 10 years old my first day so having playmates and friends there was one playmate who lived in the camp for some of the time but 99% of the time I was on my own to look after myself and entertain myself and teach myself and and uh, do my do my day exercises that my mother taught me school so uh, i i'm comfortable just being on my own you know so this covid-19 has not changed my life a whole lot yeah and i'm an only child so i grew up learning how to entertain myself as well you know i didn't have brothers and sisters to to engage with it all so yeah leslie i love the fact that you and i had the same childhood in different in different ways, in different ways right so totally different yet so much the same right yeah yeah well that was really enjoyable looking at how those things overlap and the different ways that we've experienced them in our lives Thank yeah, you. I have a, a comment on engaging the brain as well. Um, the importance of curiosity, because if you're you're curious, you know, I mean, I've always been curious. I've always asked questions. If you remain curious, you're going to ask questions, and that's how you learn new things, right? 
Yeah. Yeah. And that's how you also, also interest people in teaching you things because the more questions you ask, the more information they feel maybe surprised or happy to share. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you for your attention and your participation and all of your great suggestions uh, today in terms of how you, uh, how you practice some of these pillars of, of brain health. Uh, I, I need to pop back to, to my, my paid, paid job, my other job, <laughs> um, but thank you and I will see you next time. And just to put about next time, next week is October 1st. It's a great celebration. So wear your party hat, bring a friend, tell a friend. We're celebrating our second year, which is our first anniversary of the Powered by Age podcast. We have uh, proclamations that are going to be presented to us. We're going to be doing some fun, creative things. Uh, we have certificates. You'll get to hear about the certificates you're getting. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Before, uh, sorry, Robin, if you're leaving, you're saying goodbye. I want to say thank you. That was uh, that was surprisingly a really uh, good good meeting today. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for your participation. As yeah, I said. thank you, Robin. That was really cool. Thank yeah. you. It was very engaging. Thank you. Uh, yeah, it was very engaging. Thank you, Robin. You're welcome. Bye bye. Bye bye. Robin. Back to you, Charlotte. All right. <laughs> Sorry, I interrupted, but I didn't want Robin to leave without uh, telling her thank you. That was that was really a good good effort on her part. That was excellent. Yes, and as you mentioned, the EFT, we have been different people have been sending uh, notes of things that they want to do in the. Uh, the future, and I thought of kind of back to the future. The group was started to, or one of our purposes was to show what our vision is of the profile of seniors. What what is the existing profile that people have for us, or that we have for ourselves, and then through our presentations, activities, reflect what we would like the profile perception of older people to be and then the third question is what are you willing to do to change it so each of you have been involved in some ways in uh contributing things that help people to change their perception change their ways of doing things so i look forward to you continuing and um, we've got some interesting things coming about uh, so thank you and I will see you next week. Invite a friend, reach out for someone that you know that might be reclusive. Show them how to get on Zoom. Encourage them to Zoom in and join us. Luke, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, Charlotte. Bye-bye now. Leslie, see you. Be well. You too. Bye-bye. Bye, Charlotte. Bye-bye.